This is Cultural Quarter of an Hour and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we will be exploring the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and the surrounding area. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you are well. This week's episode uh, has been recorded in Newcastle while the Our Planet, Our Community Festival was going on. It was organised by the guys who do Food Fest. Really good uh, weekend it was, as always. But it's nothing to do with Our Planet, Our Community. She is one of the organisers, or she's on the organising committee, but we were talking about something completely different and I got to to know Becca a little bit while I was there talking to her and she absolutely fascinated me, particularly what she does in her spare time. My name is Becca Sutton. Um, I'm one of the um, committee for Food Fest who've done the event today and I'm also a local author who self-published a vampire novel called Haventon Born. Why a vampire novel? Um... Well, I just like vampires and mythology and all that sort of thing, so um, that's what I got the story idea for, so I've always loved vampire lore and that, so, yeah. <laughs> and how did you get involved in, in writing? What first led you to putting pen to paper or typing it down, first of all? Well, I started writing when I was really quite young, um, and what it... One of the things that really inspired me was when I was at school, we had to write um, short stories, as you do when you're at primary school. And um, I wrote a short story, and the teacher was so impressed that she told my mother at the parents' night that my talent for the English language um, was um, almost astounding. So I said to my mother, well, what would make it astounding? And she said, if you were writing novels. So then I started writing, well, they weren't novels. They were little stories in the back of my exercise books. And then my mother bought me a pile of exercise books because I kept writing stories in my school books. And I've been writing ever since. But obviously it's a learning process. And like anything, you get better at it. And you wouldn't want to see the stories I wrote when I was a kid. The teacher might have thought they were great, but they certainly weren't publishable quality. Yeah, but when you were a child, you're learning still, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. Well, I'm still learning. It's like everything, you get better. Uh, you, get, you get better even when you think, even when it's good enough, you still get, get, keep getting better and learning things. There's always new things to learn about any art, and writing is an art. Yeah. How does writing make you feel? Um, it's great. I, a few years ago, I was so, well... I still suffer from depression and anxiety, but after my parents died, I had a really bad bout. And writing then really sort of helped me pull myself together and feel better, even though I wasn't writing about my parents or anything. It just helped me work through my emotions and feel better. Yeah. And um, I had another bad bout just last year, actually, and it helped again then. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your the novel that you've self-published. Vampires is what you've said. What's yeah. a, without giving any spoilers away, what is what is the plot about? 
Um, the plot's about um, a young man who's um, a vampire hunter. He's been a vampire hunter for two years since his sister was attacked by um, a vampire and became a vampire herself. Um, but over the course of the events of the story, he begins to realise that the group he's part of and maybe not told him everything and that maybe vampires and werewolves and all that aren't so bad or aren't completely evil. And the story's about that and there's also a subplot in which he's given... He's, he, he, there's this other vampire hunter who's a little bit younger than him and she's made a mistake and attacked a human by mistake so he's sort of given charge over her like she's put on probation um, but unfortunately it turns out that she, her mistakes attracted some dangerous attention and so he's having all these problems uh, and this crisis of confidence and it's got to deal with the dangers to this young woman as well and um, she's got to deal with what's going on because she's like um, a point of view character as well uh, and it's um, I, I can't say any more without no, spoilers no, don't, spoil, don't spoil it at yeah. all when you sit down to write a novel or write a book or write a story do you know how it's going to end do you have an idea of how it's going to go or do, does it take a, does, does it take on a life of its own uh, I am I try to write plots, but I am definitely what they call a pantser. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'll, I'll have a nice plan, and then it will all. I'll have an idea, and it will all take a great big left turn. <laughs> I mean, it's like this story. When it started out, it was going to be a fairly standard paranormal romance, and now it's not a romance at all. It's not a horror. It's, um, it's more. It's sort of like. Um, it is basically an urban fantasy story. It hasn't got even. It hasn't even got a romantic subplot, to be honest. <laughs> I, I sort of like discovered I can't write romance, to be honest. But also, I had some interesting ideas which made it more into this sort of focus on the um, plot about what was going on with um, Anna. That's the that's the female vampire hunter character and what was happening with her, as well as some other stuff with David, who's the main character. And I just realised that, you know, it would get a bit crowded and busy if I tried to nail in, nail in a romantic plot that I wasn't very good at writing anyway. <laughs> yeah, stick to what you're good at. <laughs> and self-published, how hard is it to, to self-publish? Um, nowadays, it's actually not that hard, because like, if you're just doing an e-book... Um, you can get you well. You can throw anything up on Kindle for free, but if you want to get it to be reasonable quality, you still need to get a cover, and you need to make sure that the grammar's all correct, and because you you can proof your own work, but it's a lot harder than having somebody else do it. <laughs> so um, what what I did when I was doing it was I actually um, I paid somebody to. Um, go through it and edit it and also check for any places where I needed to put in more description and that uh, and then I um, paid somebody to format it there's a paperback version though that's only available from the printer um, fortunately one of my one of my friends did the ebook formatting for it so he did it for free but the paper but all these things are available and you can get them done and you can do them yourself, but you know you have to learn to do them, and it's it's time you could be writing, to be honest. So, 
if you've got the money, you pay somebody to do them. The cover, I def cover art's difficult <laughs> if, if you're not, not an artist. But yeah, that was probably the most expensive bit. <laughs> if someone is listening to this and they're thinking, oh, I've not done any story writing since I was at school, but it's always in a bubble in my mind. You know, everyone says, oh, everyone's got a novel in them. Where should someone just start if they want to put pen to paper and start writing? I think the thing is to try to build a writing habit. So what you want to do is say, you can either say, I will write so many words a day, but that can be difficult. Or it's probably better to put aside the section of time on the day, even if it's only five minutes, and in that time you will shut yourself away and write. And it, it doesn't matter if you write 10 words or 60 words, but just write as much as you can and keep moving forward, even if the story seems a bit stuck. Keep moving forward, because you can fix anything in the edit, to be honest. <laughs> the number of scenes you end up cutting out because you realise that really you were writing that because you didn't know what to write at the time. And if you can plan, if you can plan it is easier if you can plan, if it doesn't decide to go off on the right angle. In theory, it shouldn't, because they're your characters, you should be able to control them, but... Any writer will tell you it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, they take on minds of their own, so they become people in your head. And they start arguing with you, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> in fact, that's the time I mostly get writer's block when the character's complaining that they wouldn't do that. <laughs> and, uh, or even the antagonists, you don't understand me. So your character... Maybe, yeah. yeah, you don't understand me. Maybe I'm a bad guy from your point of view, but I'm not doing it for just because I'm out of that evil. I do have a reason. Don't you think you should explore that? Ah, okay. Well, it does make for, it does make for more interesting characters if they actually have motivation. So, your characters argue with you. I love it. <laughs> yes. So, what next? Then, what's next on the on the cards? Then, um, I'm currently working on the sequel. It's almost done in first draft, and then it'll have to be sort of mulled about for a while and then I'll uh, rewrite rewrite it and then it'll um, be ready to um, go out to some free readers who read it and give suggestions and then I'll have to find somebody to edit it because unfortunately the person who edited the last one is really busy at the moment to, because they only do editing as a side job and they can't, they've got a full time job at the moment so they can't do it at the moment um, but uh, then um I'll have to figure out... I might have to run a crowdfunding campaign to source the cover art because I was fortunate that when I was publishing that one. Well, well, I wasn't fortunate, but I wasn't unfortunate either. I'd just been made redundant from Empower, so I paid for the cover art out of me, um, out of me redundancy pay. But now all my redundancy pay is gone and I'm living paycheck to paycheck like so many people. Yeah, so... Um, but um, yeah, I'll have to get some cover art done and then it's onwards from there to put it up on all the sites, up on Kindle and um, do an announcement. I hope that's inspired you to pick up your pen, get out your typewriter. Does anyone even have a typewriter anymore? I'd love to have a typewriter. Anyway, I hope it's inspired you to start thinking about writing and uh, just giving it a go. I mean, what, what, what is stopping you? Exactly. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Or if there is something, I bet it's just you. Yeah? Go on, give it a go. 
Anyway, I hope you've been inspired. If you have, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You know I want to hear from you anyway. I I love hearing what you guys are up to. So give me a shout on Facebook. It is Cultural Quarter of an Hour on Facebook. And on Twitter, we are at CQHpod. And of course, back next week, every Wednesday, we are here uh, wherever you get your podcasts from normally.